CBS News. Have you Google? Hi, it's Jenny from your local Big Deal store. If you run a business and are looking for a fun and creative way to market it, Big Deals might just be a great fit. Imagine a radio marketing program that allows you to trade for your advertising schedule. Interested? Give us a shout and see for yourself. Go to KFMO.com or B104FM.com to check out our local Big Deals today. Need dump truck services? Look no further than DeMar Land Management, your trusted source for all your land needs. They offer expert dump truck service, rock hauling, and dirt hauling, delivering quality and reliability with every job. Your project deserves the best, and that's what DeMar Land Management provides. Call them today at 573-664-1156, 573-664-1156, and let them take your land to the next level. DeMar Land Management, unearth the possibilities. AM 1240 KFMO. The start of your day begins with the start. I need my news, weather, and sports. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting. Weather at 12 and 40 every hour. I'm Jared Pettis. We check sports. And now the start on AM 1240 KFMO. Good morning to you. It is hour three and here we are. Yes, indeed. couple of interviews coming up this hour. We're going to talk with Greg Beavers of the Farmington City Government uh, team. He's the city administrator. Also, we have a special report coming up with uh, Jessica Grunwald. She is with Hope for Autism, and we'll find out the latest with the group and what's going on. So keep it right here. Uh, oh, I forgot. You can't change the dial anyway. I sent the elves over last night to solder and weld that little radio dial into that one spot so you could basically set it and forget it right here at KFMO. It's so convenient. And thank you so much. Now, um, in just a moment, we're going to check into news, another newscast for you from AM 1240. We have a lot of those things, newscasts, all day, all day, into the nighttime hours. And uh, we try to report what's going on as quickly as possible, uh, just different things that happen around the area. I'm looking for my, uh, where the entertainment stuff go? Oh, there we go. Okay kind of hard to move a mouse that much when you're trying to just keep everybody informed uh let's see we have an obituary an unfortunate obituary to talk about and i don't think that i've heard this mentioned yet so let's do it uh one of the founders of one of the greatest groups uh top 40 groups in history uh soul rhythm and blues i guess stuff uh isley brothers Remember, Who's That Lady? The song, Who's That Lady? Who's That Lady? I certainly can't do it any good, but uh, the Isleys could. And one of the founders of the Isley Brothers is dead. Rudolph Isley was the oldest in the legendary soul group. Uh, he sang lead on their first big hit, Shout. He started singing with his brothers, Ronnie, O'Kelly, and Vernon, when he was just a teenager. He was later enshrined with his family into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, I think maybe we can get you a little sample of uh, Shout right here. Is it the one I'm thinking of? I think. Well, yeah, it is. You know you make me wanna shout, kick my heels up and shout, throw my hands up and shout, throw my head back and shout, come on. Okay, that's the song, the old shout song we've all heard, right? Now, here's the one that I'm most familiar with. If we can get, here we go. 
This was on AM radio. Oh, I can't remember what year it was. A big hit. Love the guitar. song man great stuff that guitar player just really knocks me out too so uh anyway isley brothers there the start here and uh, we mourn the passing of one of the greats uh, rudolph isley from the isley brothers now stay tuned we have a newscast coming up next. For the absolute best in automotive restoration and collision repair services in Washington and surrounding counties, call American Metal Collision and Restoration. From hail damage to fender benders to full collision work and frame repair, American Metal Collision and Restoration has you covered. Give them a call today at 573-436-1734 or check them out online at AmericanMetalCollisionAndRestoration.com. American Metal Collision and Restoration, located on Business Park Drive off Highway O in Mineral Point. Shop local, buy local, save deals. It's not every day you can save money. Oh, wait, you can. Hi, Jenny here from Big Deals. When you shop Big Deals, you'll save money every day on dozens of gift certificates from local businesses like these. Diamonds and More Jewelers in Farmington, the Sandtrap Indoor Golf Club in Park Hills, Domino's Pizza, and Midwest Sports Center. For the Parkland's Big Deals online store, go to our websites, kfmo.com or b104fm.com. Here's Mike Ramsey. Oh, well, where was he when we needed him? It's a newscast from AM 1240 KFMO, Friday, October 13th. It's 11 minutes after 8 o'clock in our newscast. We're going to hear more about a new event with the Fredericktown Lions Club. We'll hear about a Valley Mines man who was in a traffic accident yesterday. And the new executive director of the Bonterre Chamber of Commerce, Matt Crabtree, is settling into his new position Crabtree says he appreciates all the support that he's been given. You know, I'm only a couple of months into this position, so uh, everybody has been just fantastic in offering assistance, helping out, working with some of the other chambers in the area. Uh, I am just so excited and and motivated to uh, see what this uh, community and all of the partnerships can do. Crabtree is interviewed once a month during the Bonterre Chamber of Commerce report here on AM 1240. KFMO. A Valley Mines man, 75-year-old Earl S. Dorsey, is suffering serious injuries after a traffic accident between a motorcycle and a scooter in St. Francis County Thursday morning just before 10.30. Troopers with the Highway Patrol say both vehicles were westbound on Rugley Road near East Lakeview Drive. Dorsey's scooter that was following behind the motorcycle driven by 71-year-old Paul E. Wigger of Deloge struck Wigger's bike in the rear. Dorsey's scooter rolled over, throwing him off. Dorsey was flown to Mercy Hospital South at St. Louis. Wigger was not injured. Dorsey was not wearing a helmet when the wreck took place while Wigger was wearing his. Members of the Fredericktown Lions Club will present a special event called Bulls, Barrels, and Bands. Saturday night at the Lions Club Rodeo Grounds, just north of Fredericktown on Highway 00. 
The executive director of the Madison County Chamber of Commerce, Tessa Rekop, says it's a new event for the Lions Club and everyone's invited. Hunter Hathcote's going to be playing music and we'll have beer, um, different contests and prizes, 50-50. It's going to be a fun time. And everything goes to benefit um, the Lions Club and Relay for Life. According to Recop, the program starts at 7. There is a $15 entry fee. That's news from AM 1240. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting for KFMO News from the Collins News Desk. Today is Friday, October 13th, and it's 813. Hmm. In the weather that we're uh, looking at today, it's going to be a cloudy day with about a 50% chance of rain. And uh, we're looking at mostly cloudy skies right now, a temperature of 62 degrees in the parkland with uh, winds moving out of the south about 14 miles an hour, gusting up to around 22 at this point. We expect a high of 71 today. The greatest chance of rain should be between about 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. today. Remember, that's a 50% chance. So, yeah, no, maybe so. Mostly cloudy, though, a high of 71. Stay tuned for sports with Jared Pettis next at KFMO and check the website too, kfmo.com. It's time for a look at sports. I'm Jared Pettis on the local side. The MAAA Conference Volleyball Tournament wrapped up on Thursday. We had gold bracket coverage from the TJ Fulon Fieldhouse, home of the Central Lady Rebels. The top seed in the tournament, Glenn Berry, has more. It was a quadruple header on Thursday night as the MAAA Conference Tournament crowned a new conference tournament champion at the TJ Fulon Fieldhouse in Park Hills. Coming into the tournament, Central had the number one seed, followed by number two Valley Catholic, number three Potosi, and the fourth seeded Farmington Knights. Game one saw the number one seed, Central Lady Rebels, taking on the number four seed, Farmington Knights. Blair Sitton had 11 kills, and Madison Dunn had seven kills to lead the Rebels to a straight two-set victory, 25-15 and 25-20. Game two was a battle between Potosi and Valley Catholic. After dropping the first set, 20-25, Valley used an 8-0 run to win set two, 25-10, and an 11-4 run late to win set three, 25-13, over the Lady Trojans. Ava Robart led Potosi with 11 kills, but Michaela Jokerst had 11 of her own to pace the Lady Warriors. Once again, the score is 20-25, 25-10, and 25-13. Valley Catholic wins that one. On to Game 3, the third-place game between a tired Potosi team and a confident Farmington club. Both clubs fought through nine ties and three lead changes before Potosi ran off 10 unanswered points and took set one 25-21. Set two featured a late 8-0 run by Potosi and an identical final tally, 25-21, giving Potosi the third-place trophy. After the game, Potosi head coach Ashley Matthews. That was a bit of an emotional roller coaster. I'm going from the Valley Catholic loss to the third-place game. I'm really proud of the girls, really proud of their effort. They were gassed. I could definitely tell um, they were by that second set. I was like, push through the second set so you don't have to go three. Now to the championship game. Number one versus number two. Central versus Valley Catholic. The Lady Warriors used a 6-0 run midway through the set and hold on to win set number one, 25-21. Set two sees Central use an early 6-0 run to take the lead, but Valley claws back to tie it. But Central would score four of the last six points in that game and win set two, 25-22. Set three would decide the champion. We see six ties, three lead changes, but in the end, Central would pull away for a 25-17 win and the MAAA Conference Tournament Championship. After the game, Central head coach 
Olivia Casey. I'm really proud of my girls. They they refused to lose. Um, they refused to give up. And, you know, after that first set against Valley, it was like, guys, you do realize this is only our fourth set of the night. We play five sets in the night usually. So come on. Like putting it into perspective like that, I think, kind of helped them. It's a long night playing at four and then playing um, a late game like this. But, you know, they refused to give up, and I'm really proud of them for fighting the entire time. Valley head coach Nancy Fisher. We didn't do a very good job of keeping the ball in play in that third set, and, and Central did an excellent job. They played well. They played good defense. They served really well tonight, served, received well, and, and got the ball to their hitters. They did a great job. So the seeds hold up. Central finishes in first, Valley in second, Potosi third, and Farmington fourth. From the MAAA Conference Tournament in Park Hills, I'm Glenn Berry for KFMO B104 Sports. Glenn, thanks again. Central Lady Rebels, the champions of the MAAA Conference on the regular season side of the large school and the conference tournament title. One other game on Thursday, boys soccer, Hillsboro beat North County 3-0. Coming up tonight on the local side, high school football, our broadcast from Potosi, Missouri, as the Trojans host the North County Raiders. Trojans head coach Dylan Wyrick doesn't think the record tells the tale of the North County Raiders. Absolutely not. I don't, you know, they have a really, really tough schedule. You know, they, they lost a, a lot of seniors last season that were, they're great players. So you, you go into playing a schedule like that with, with kids that are uh, a little inexperienced, you know, they're only going to get better as the season goes on. And that's what I've seen on film that we have to see of them. They've, they've gotten a whole lot better. North County head coach Brian Jones, what has he seen from Potosi? They're getting better every week. You know, they started out really green, kind of like we did, and, and they play a, you know, they play a tough, uh, a tough schedule. Um, you know, you got Valley in your con- in their conference, and they got uh, Park Hills in their conference, and they got St. Jim in their conference. And you know, so they, they, and they played St. Clair, uh, opened with St. Clair the week before we did. Um, so they've played some tough football teams that, that are physical, and and they've, uh, you know, you know, they their their young guys got thrown to the Wolves pretty quick too, and and uh, the last couple films we've we've seen on them, they've been much improved, and, and they're figuring some things out. Coverage tonight on KFMO starts at six thirty with pregame kickoff at seven o'clock. We'll have live video on the website kfmosports.com as well. Other Week Eight football matchups: Cardinal Ritter hosts Hillsboro. The Cape Central Tigers travel to DeSoto and play the Dragons. Fredericktown hosts Borgia, and Dexter is at Central. The Saint Genevieve Dragons are at home against Jefferson Farmington at Festus. The Saint Claire Bulldogs host the Windsor Owls, the Perryville Pirates are at Herculaneum, and the Valley Catholic Warriors are on the road against Viani. On the softball side, Class 4 District 1 Tournament Quarterfinals, 2-7 matchup, Farmington against Sykeston, that plays before the 3-6 matchup. Festus and North County play at 8 o'clock tonight. And in a Class 3 District 1 Tournament Semifinal, Fredericktown plays today. On the volleyball side, St. Paul is at Meadow Heights, and Kingston gets Senior Night against Bunker, and Mineral Area College action. On the volleyball side, it's the Car- Cardinals Classic from the Bob Seacrest Fieldhouse. The Mineral Area Lady Cardinals will play three games over the weekend and start it tonight against Hutchinson. We'll have coverage on KFMO Sports Plus starting at 4.30 with opening serve at 5. Then tomorrow, the Cardinals get Chattanooga State and Indian Hills. NHL, the St. Louis Blues got game one of 82 on Thursday to begin the season on the road in Dallas against the Stars. Our own Mike Reeves has the recap from the first game of the 2023-24 campaign. The Stars defeated the Blues 2-1 in a shootout in the season opener for both teams. Dallas won the shootout 2-1 with Jason Robertson and Matt Duchesne scoring. Braden Shin scored in the shootout for St. Louis. Jamie Benn netted the regulation goal for the Stars, while Tyler Tucker did the same for the Blues. Shots 
on goal would favor Dallas 35-24. Neither team scored the power play with Dallas going 0-4 and St. Louis 0-3. The winner in net is Jake Ottinger. Jordan Bennington takes the loss. I'm Mike Reeves. Mike, thanks. Blues head coach Craig Bruby on the season opening shootout loss to Dallas. It was a good competitive game. Um, <clears throat> thought both goalies made some real good saves. Um, you know, I thought we played a pretty good, you know, strong two periods. The third period, I thought we just kind of laid back a little bit too much. We didn't attack enough and uh, create enough opportunities. But, uh, you know, we battled hard. It was a hard battle game, hard fought game. The Blues are back in action Saturday. It's their home opener from Enterprise Center. Coverage starts at 630 puck drop at seven between the Blues and the Seattle Kraken. NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs played Thursday night football last night from Arrowhead Stadium as they played the Denver Broncos and picked up the win 19-8. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid says tight end Travis Kelsey and quarterback Patrick Mahomes had solid games. He had over 100 yards, Pat had over 300 yards, and it you know, kind of gets messy there because of the red zone that, that took place, so... Um, you know, but uh, there were some really good things. Rasheed, you know, had some nice plays. Um, but again, we, we've got to do better, and, we, and we'll keep working on that. The Chiefs are back in action Sunday of next week, October 22nd. They'll host the Los Angeles Chargers. NCAA football, the Missouri Tigers play on Saturday against Kentucky, 24th ranked in the nation. Mizzou is outside the AP Top 25. And Major League Soccer, St. Louis City SC is idle until October 21st when they wrap up the regular season against the Seattle Sounders. And the NASCAR Cup Series races Sunday from Las Vegas Motor Speedway to start the round of eight. Four races remain in the season for NASCAR. It's Las Vegas on Sunday, Homestead, Miami, Martinsville and the championship race from Phoenix Raceway. That's sports. I'm Jared Pettis. Hi all, Bart Vanderman here from Scooter's Coffee in Farmington. Never were three words more tantalizing than pumpkin caramelicious muffin. Yep, that's right. We took the flavors of our signature caramelicious latte. We took the buttery caramel flavor, added warm sweetness of pumpkin spice, and baked them into a ridiculously delicious muffin. Try them together, pumpkin spice latte or pumpkin caramelicious hot or cold. There's just something special about Scooter's Coffee. It's 823 at KFMO. Stick around. We have the Farmington City Government Report coming up with City Administrator Greg Beavers next on AM 1240. Hi folks, John Robinson, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. It's October and it's Jeep Power Days. All 23 Jeeps, at least 10% off. That's savings up to and over $10,000 depending on the unit. Rams you're looking for, we've got them in big savings. All our Rams, deep discounts, big rebates, come test drive one today. Pre-owned, we got a lot of pre-owned cars too, and they need to go. So come see us, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. It's the start from KFMO. Thanks so much for being with us today. It's Friday the 13th. It's been kind of ominous so far this morning, but I think the pall is beginning to lift as the morning goes on. Just thanks for being with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Let's go to the uh, phone lines now. We're going to talk with Greg Beavers. He's the city administrator of Farmington, and he's on the phone lines with us. Good morning, Greg. How's everything in Farmington today? Well, we're waiting on the rain, Mike. Uh, hopefully that will transpire here later today. We're getting kind of dry around the area. Yeah, I know. I think uh, when I mowed the other day, it was almost more like a dust cloud than getting the grass off the ground. Well, it is. Uh, it's been kind of a dry season. 
Certainly has. Um, Council met last night. We have several uh, interesting things to talk about. First, I wanted to bring up was the uh, ordinance on recreational marijuana. We'd mentioned this last time we'd talked. And um, can you give our listeners a little background and uh, tell us what happened? Well, the constitutional amendment that legalized recreational marijuana that was passed last year by voters has provisions for municipalities and counties to uh, put restrictions on using uh, marijuana in public. Our police chief here a couple months ago started getting some complaints from a few of our local businesses about, um, you know, the, the, the odor from, you know, medical or marijuana being uh consume smokable marijuana outside their places of business and wanted to know if the city could do something about it. We couldn't at the time. Uh, we also wanted to make sure that we restricted the use of recreational marijuana in our park facilities as we do alcohol and other uh, substances of that nature. So city council um, approved the ordinance last night. It goes into effect immediately. Uh, we'll have signs posted, of course, in our uh, city parks and things, and probably, you know, until we... Uh, People get accustomed to this change in regulations. If our police department encounters somebody smoking uh, recreational marijuana in public, uh, they'll, they'll probably just advise them of the of the ordinance and uh, won't find them at least for some or ticket them, I should say, at least for uh, some period of time. But uh, do want to get the word out to folks that if you uh, choose to uh, use recreational marijuana, just uh, not allowable in public spaces in Farrington. And we'll have a copy of that ordinance on our on our website here shortly for people to take a look at. You know, uh, I when I wrote the story about this, when we initially talked about it, what I thought in my mind was it's common sense. And if we're going to legalize marijuana and treat it as we do alcohol, basically, I think that's been the model. Uh, it it totally makes sense to do this. It does. I mean, the. Uh, um, you know, intoxicating kind of substances and things are, are something that we don't allow in our parks unless there's a special festival where somebody's leased a park or something. We have separate rules, but uh, uh, it's just kind of a societal change we need to adjust to. Yes, that's certainly true. Um, also, the, something that was discussed was uh, that zoning change we talked about last time, and this had to do with uh, one of the mobile home parks, I believe. It was. We have a uh, mobile home park over between Weber Road and US 67 where we had a... Uh, a uh, modular home had burned a couple of years ago, and the lot was individually owned. Uh, that lot's been sold, and um, the the buyer wanted to rezone the property so that they could develop it for a duplex lot rather than um, a mobile home or modular home lot. So uh, that was approved by city council last night also. It's just another example, I think, of uh, some of the growth in Farmington. That growth uh, has been doing pretty well. As I guess things are moving along pretty well, aren't they? Well, we have, you know, Farmington for the last, you know, 30 years or so has had just kind of a steady rate of growth and things, and it, it it evolves through time, you know, the type of growth that we see. Housing starts have slowed down somewhat um, due to interest rates. There's um, a notable difference in the the cost of new home construction, so the, the, the sizes of the homes that are being built are compressing a little bit. People aren't building as large a homes, obviously, just because of interest costs and building material costs. Um, and, you know, the, the housing options, obviously, in Farmington, um, over the last couple of decades, uh, far more people choosing, um, you know, duplex-type properties that are condominiums a lot of times. Um, and then also we have a lot more apartments than we used to have 20 years ago where people are using or, or choosing that type of housing. So, again, it's a reflection of, 
uh, you know, just societal things that change through time as well as economic conditions. We're visiting with Greg Beavers. He's the city administrator of Farmington, and, of course, this is the Farmington City Government Report. Greg, uh, here's something we didn't talk about before the interview, just real quick. Uh, how's progress going over on, uh, is it Weber Road, I believe, by Sonic on the work over there? Well, we've been a bit start and stop on it due to uh, weather and then coordinating with our subcontractors and different things like that because, um, you know, our subcontractor for our concrete work, like everybody else, uh, is shorthanded for the amount of work that they have done. But they're pouring concrete again today. We hope that, uh, um, you know, in a couple of weeks we'll have the concrete work completed and then we'll get uh, scheduled to resurface that part of the road just as quickly as we can following that. It's usually good to let the uh, concrete cure for about 10 days uh, along those curbing lines and things before we put a laydown machine beside them. But we're going to wrap it up, you know, here here pretty soon. There will be um, some traffic pattern changes there um, for folks that, you know, travel at intersection a lot, know that, that it gets very congested down there about uh, Plaza Drive, which is that connecting road that runs in front of Panera Bread Company's parking lot. So, um, that, when you come off Karsh Boulevard, is going to be one way back to that entrance of Lowe's. You won't be able to travel back southbound on that any longer, which is why we put that cutoff over there at Grand Canyon. So um, traffic patterns are going to change a little bit. So we'll have signage to advise people of that until people get accustomed to the change. And uh, hopefully it will eliminate a lot of that congestion and just make it a safer place. You know, we're talking about growth. Uh, what kind of things are happening at the airport? Well, right now we have uh, a new hangar being uh, proposed for construction by SNS Aviation, a local group of pilots that are going to build a new closed-in hangar. We have airfield lighting project uh, and airfield remarking project that will begin uh, later this month, as well as some instruction removal to remove a number of trees. Uh, the city has contracted with the owner of some property. Uh, that is on the south end of the airport adjacent to Ingler Park. There's three rental houses there and also a burned-out home that um, are outside the city limits. Uh, we need to buy that eventually for the airport extension, so we have an agreement with um, that owner to buy that property. So we hope that before we get to the first of the year, we'll have that property acquired and also have all of those houses demolished, torn down, and have that property cleared. Um, after we finish this part of the airport expansion, uh, with the removal of the displaced threshold, uh, kind of the next thing for us is banking the uh, federal funds so that we can move forward with the extension of the airport, which we hope to have done in, in two to three years. That being said, we've been hoping to have the airport done in two to three years for about the last 15 years. So we'll see how the federal funding falls, and, and then, uh, of course, we have local match on those funds. That um, extension is on the order of about $6.5 million to get the extension completed. So the city will have a $650,000 match on the project. The remainder is paid by a combination of the Federal Aviation Administration and also Missouri Trust Fund for Aviation. One final topic for us today, and that's the uh, pay plan for the city. Was this part of the budget work that was done recently? It was. We uh, approved the, the cost for this pay plan in the uh, budget that was recently adopted. We had some um, work to do on you know, placing employees onto the new pay plan because there were some structural changes to the number of steps, the length of time that it takes an employee from 
the time they're hired until they uh, reach the top of their current scale. But um, in some cases, we were behind a little bit where we needed to be with some of our employees. Um, we have employees, a number of employees that have been at top of scale for uh, quite some time because we've you know, benefited from having employees that come to work at Farmington and, and stay for a good long while. But uh, our employees do you know, a tremendous amount of work for the city. They do good work. And we need to make sure that um, our paying compensation package for them is, is aligned with um, you know, our, our competitors, basically, for labor here in the region. And I think we're there right now. There has been obviously a lot of pressure down through the, the last number of years um, on police officer salaries. Um, anybody that you know kind of tracks the news um, is familiar with Prop P's being passed around. Uh, everybody needs to increase their pay for police officers for a couple of reasons. One being there are just fewer people each year uh, choosing to, to enter law enforcement. Um, we had, uh, um, I think, about 1,100 police officers newly certified in the state of Missouri last year, and there are about 630 uh, law enforcement agencies in the state of Missouri that that workforce has to support. So there's a shortage of police officers, and, you know, like anything, supply and demand drives cost up. So we made some adjustments there also in the starting wages on our fire department uh, that, that tracks with the police department. We made some um, other changes in our uh, uh, all of our positions across the city virtually, and then also uh, made sure that our, our starting wages for employees are at a level that will ensure that we can uh, continue to recruit folks. Excellent. Greg, thank you so much for the report this morning. Anything you'd like to add? No, just uh, hope everybody has a wonderful weekend this weekend. And uh, as always, there's a lot of folks out working on the roads and the highways for your benefit. So please put your phone down and pay attention to driving so they can go home safely at the end of the day. Great idea. It sure is. Greg, thanks again. We appreciate you so much. We'll talk to you in a month. All right. Thank you, Mike. Bye-bye. All right. See you later. That's uh, Greg Beaver, City Administrator of Farmington, with the City Administrator Report from the town here on AM 1240. Now, next, I have a weather forecast for you, and then it's going to be news plus sports, so stay tuned. Weather is sponsored by Park Hill Chevrolet. Winter is ahead of us, and it's time to save and buy on a Chevrolet pickup from Park Hill Chevrolet. Park Hill Chevrolet is your Chevrolet destination in the parkland, and you can save up to $7,500 on new Silverados with available financing as low as 0% with approved credit. Park Hills Chevrolet is devoted to helping you. Come meet the team at Park Hills Chevrolet at 1005 East Main Street in Park Hills. Chevrolet, find new roads. Unsettled weather with us today. We'll see occasional showers. A few thunderstorms are high this afternoon in the low to mid 70s. Showers with a few thunderstorms tonight, upper 40s. And then maybe a stray shower or two on Saturday, otherwise cloudy skies, low 60s. Sunday, a slight chance of a shower or two mid to upper 50s. And returning to the upper 50s with sunshine Monday, Tuesday, just over 60 degrees. From the Parkland's 24-hour weather center, I'm meteorologist Sally Russell. Local news you can trust. This is the Parkland's Freedom Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Here's Mike Ramsey. Good morning. It's Friday, October 13th. The time is 8.34, and in our newscast, we're going to hear more about 4-H clubs in the area and how your child can get uh, to be a part of all the fun and excitement. Plus, a new city government informational program for citizens called Coffee and Conversation with the City Administrator is coming to Park Hills. 
And also, the new executive director of the Bontair Chamber of Commerce, Matt Crabtree, is settling into that new position. Crabtree says he appreciates all the support he's been given. You know, I'm only a couple of months into this position, so uh, everybody has been just fantastic in offering assistance, helping out, working with some of the other chambers in the area. Uh, I am just so excited and, and motivated to Uh, see what this uh, community and all of the partnerships can do. Crabtree is interviewed once a month during the Bonterre Chamber of Commerce report here on AM 1240 KFMO. 4-H clubs are gearing up for their recruitment efforts this month, and officials with the group are urging you and your child to look into the many opportunities that are provided by the organization. A 4-H representative with the St. Francis County University of Missouri Extension Office, Janet Braun, says they have educational programs that cover everything from traditional farming to robotics. Casey Amston is the youth program associate in St. Francis County, and she does an excellent job offering STEM programs. There's a gardening that the kids can do. We had a photography group this past year. According to Broad, the shooting sports category has been gaining popularity, too. To find out more about the 4-H clubs and the opportunities they provide, contact your local University of Missouri Extension office. Also in news, a new city government informational program for citizens called Coffee and Conversation with the City Administrator is coming to Park Hills. City Administrator Zach Franklin says it's designed to be a face-to-face visit with Park Hills citizens and others. This will be, I think, a great platform for us to, sh- to share what's going on, share our goals, but not only that, just listen. You know, listen to our people and listen with an open mind. Sometimes we probably like to think we have the solution to everything, but we don't. So we want to listen to our people, know what's going on, and maybe look at things from a different angle. Franklin says the first in the series of programs will begin next Wednesday, October 18th. You can get more information by calling Park Hill City Hall at 573-431-3577. And that's news from AM 1240. I'm Mike Ramsey reporting for KFMO News from the Collins News Desk. It's Friday, October 13th, and it's time now for Sports with Jared Pettis. Stay tuned and check the website, too. That's KFMO.com. It's time for a look at sports. I'm Jared Pettis on the local side. The MAAA Conference Volleyball Tournament wrapped up on Thursday. We had gold bracket coverage from the TJ Fulon Fieldhouse, home of the Central Lady Rebels. The top seed in the tournament, Glenn Berry, has more. It was a quadruple header on Thursday night as the MAAA Conference Tournament crowned a new conference tournament champion at the TJ Fulon Fieldhouse in Park Hills. Coming into the tournament, Central had the number one seed, followed by number two Valley Catholic, number three Potosi, and the fourth seeded Farmington Knights. Game one saw the number one seed Central Lady Rebels taking on the number four seed Farmington Knights. Blair Sitton had 11 kills and Madison Dunn had seven kills to lead the Rebels to a straight two-set victory, 25-15 and 25-20. Game two was a battle between Potosi and Valley Catholic. After dropping the first set, 20-25, Valley used an 8-0 run to win set two, 25-10, and an 11-4 run late to win set three, 25-13 over the Lady Trojans. Ava Robart led Potosi with 11 kills, but Michaela Jokerst had 11 of her own to pace the Lady Warriors. Once again, the score is 20-25, 25-10, and 25-13. 
Valley Catholic wins that one. On to Game 3, the third-place game between a tired Potosi team and a confident Farmington club. Both clubs fought through nine ties and three lead changes before Potosi ran off 10 unanswered points and took set one 25-21. Set 2 featured a late 8-0 run by Potosi and an identical final tally, 25-21, giving Potosi the third-place trophy. After the game, Potosi head coach Ashley Matthews. That was a bit of an emotional roller coaster. I'm going from the Valley Catholic loss to the third place game. I'm really proud of the girls, really proud of their effort. They were gassed. I could definitely tell um, they were by that second set. I was like, push through the second set so you don't have to go three. Now to the championship game. Number one versus number two. Central versus Valley Catholic. The Lady Warriors used a 6-0 run midway through the set and hold on to win set number one, 25-21. Set two sees Central use an early 6-0 run to take the lead, but Valley claws back to tie it. But Central would score four of the last six points in that game and win set two, 25-22. Set three would decide the champion. We see six ties, three lead changes, but in the end, Central would pull away for a 25-17 win and the MAAA Conference Tournament Championship. After the game, Central head coach, Olivia Casey. I'm really proud of my girls. They they refused to lose. Um, they refused to give up. And, you know, after that first set against Valley, it was like, guys, you do realize this is only our fourth set of the night. We play five sets in the night usually, so come on like putting it into perspective like that I think kind of helped them it's a long night playing at four and then playing um, a late game like this but you know they refused to give up and I'm really proud of them for fighting the entire time Valley head coach Nancy Fisher we didn't do a very good job of keeping the ball in play in that third set and, and Central did an excellent job they played well they played good defense they served really well tonight, serve received well, and, and got the ball to their hitters. They did a great job. So the seeds hold up. Central finishes in first, Valley in second, Potosi third, and Farmington fourth. From the MAAA Conference Tournament in Park Hills, I'm Glenn Berry for KFMO B104 Sports. Glenn, thanks again. Central Lady Rebels, the champions of the MAAA Conference on the regular season side of the large school and the conference tournament title. One other game on Thursday, boys soccer, Hillsboro beat North County 3-0. Coming up tonight on the local side, high school football, our broadcast from Potosi, Missouri, as the Trojans host the North County Raiders. Trojans head coach Dylan Wyrick doesn't think the record tells the tale of the North County Raiders. Absolutely not. I don't, you know, they have a really, really tough schedule. You know, they, they lost a, a lot of seniors last season that were they're great players. So you, you go into playing a schedule like that with, with kids that are uh, a little inexperienced, you know, they're only going to get better as the season goes on. And that's what I've seen on film that we have to see of them. They've, they've gotten a whole lot better. North County head coach Brian Jones, what has he seen from Potosi? They're getting better every week. You know, they started out really green, kind of like we did, and they play a, you know, they play a tough, uh, a tough schedule. Um, you know, you got Valley in your con- in their conference, and they got uh, Park Hills in their conference, and they got St. Jen in their conference. And, you know, so they they and they played St. Clair, uh, opened with St. Clair the week before we did. Um, so they've played some tough football teams that, that are physical, and and they've, uh, you know, you know, they their their young guys got thrown to the pretty quick too and and uh, the last couple films we've we've seen on them they've been much improved and, and they're figuring some things out coverage tonight on kfmo starts at 6 30 with pregame kickoff at seven o'clock we'll have live video on the website kfmosports.com as well other week eight football matchups cardinal ritter hosts hillsboro the cape central tigers travel to desoto and play the dragons fredericktown hosts borgia and dexter is at central the st genevieve dragons are at home against jefferson farmington at festus the st 
St. Clair Bulldogs host the Windsor Owls. The Perryville Pirates are at Herculaneum, and the Valley Catholic Warriors are on the road against Viani. On the softball side, Class 4 District 1 Tournament quarterfinals, 2-7 matchup, Farmington against Sykeston. That plays before the 3-6 matchup. Festus and North County play at 8 o'clock tonight. And in a Class 3 District 1 Tournament semifinal, Fredericktown plays today. On the volleyball side, St. Paul is at Meadow Heights, and Kingston gets senior night against Bunker, and Mineral Area College action. On the volleyball side, it's the Cardinals Classic from the Bob Seacrest Fieldhouse. The Mineral Area Lady Cardinals will play three games over the weekend and start it tonight against Hutchinson. We'll have coverage on KFMO Sports Plus starting at 4.30 with opening serve at 5. Then tomorrow, the Cardinals get Chattanooga State and Indian Hills. NHL, the St. Louis Blues got game one of 82 on Thursday to begin the season on the road in Dallas against the Stars. Our own Mike Reeves has the recap from the first game of the 2023-24 campaign. The Stars defeated the Blues 2-1 in a shootout in the season opener for both teams. Dallas won the shootout 2-1 with Jason Robertson and Matt Duchesne scoring. Braden Shin scored in the shootout for St. Louis. Jamie Benn netted the regulation goal for the Stars while Tyler Tucker did the same for the Blues. Shots on goal would favor Dallas 35-24. Neither team scored the power play with Dallas going 0-4 and St. Louis 0-3. The winner in net is Jake Ottinger. Jordan Middington takes the loss. I'm Mike Reeves. Mike, thanks. Blues head coach Craig Bruby on the season opening shootout loss to Dallas. It was a good competitive game. Um, <clears throat> thought both goalies made some real good saves. Um, you know, I thought we played a pretty good, you know, strong two periods. The third period, I thought we just kind of laid back a little bit too much. We didn't attack enough and uh, create enough opportunities. But, uh, you know, we battled hard. It was a hard battle game, hard-fought game. The Blues are back in action Saturday. It's their home opener from Enterprise Center. Coverage starts at 6.30, puck drop at 7 between the Blues and the Seattle Kraken. NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs played Thursday night football last night from Arrowhead Stadium as they played the Denver Broncos and picked up the win 19. 19- 18 to 8. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid says tight end Travis Kelsey and quarterback Patrick Mahomes had solid games. He had over 100 yards. Pat had over 300 yards, and it, you know, kind of gets messy there because of the red zone that, that took place. So, um, you know, but uh, there were some really good things. Rasheed, you know, had some nice plays. Um, but again. We've got to do better, and we'll keep working on that. The Chiefs are back in action Sunday of next week, October 22nd. They'll host the Los Angeles Chargers. NCAA football, the Missouri Tigers play on Saturday against Kentucky, 24th ranked in the nation. Mizzou is outside the AP Top 25. And Major League Soccer, St. Louis City SC is idle until October 21st when they wrap up the regular season against the Seattle Sounders. And the NASCAR Cup Series races Sunday from Las Vegas Motor Speedway to start the round of eight. Four races remain in the season for NASCAR. It's Las Vegas on Sunday, Homestead, Miami, Martinsville, and the championship race from Phoenix Raceway. That's sports. I'm Jared Pettis. Hi folks, John Robinson, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. It's October and it's Jeep Power Days. All 23 Jeeps, at least 10% off. That's savings up to and over $10,000 depending on the unit. Rams you're looking for, we've got them in big savings. All our Rams, deep discounts, big rebates. Come test drive one today. Pre-owned, we got a lot of pre-owned cars too and they need to go. So come see us, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. 
Stay tuned to AM 1240 KFMO coming up in just a moment. We're going to feature the Hope for Autism Report with Jessica Grunwald. We'll be talking about a lot of great things. Stay tuned. When you want a great meal, it's Colton Steakhouse in Farmington. Start with an appetizer like onion tanglers, Texas-sized cheese sticks, and so much more. On to the main course. Colton serves USDA hand-cut steaks along with ribs, chicken, salads, and delicious seafood. Don't forget, it wouldn't be Colton's without the peanuts. When you're on the run, call in or order online for carryout, lunch, or dinner. We know what is at stake. Colton Steakhouse, 1300 Maple Street in Farmington. This is not headline news. It's not called dust. It's called... We call it the Daily Dust with just a light dusting of gossip. I'm Audra Kane for KFMO. Last minute advanced screenings of Taylor Swift, the heiress tour, apparently didn't do really great business last night. They also angered theater personnel who had very little advance notice. Yeah, wait till the rest of the weekend happens. They say selfies during the movie are permitted and dancing and singing are encouraged in the theater. And yet I got kicked out of Oppenheimer for doing the Macarena. It doesn't sound <laughs> Well, they almost broke the internet again last night because Taylor Swift was at the Chiefs game. And yes, they won. She's become a good luck charm. You can see more of Hugh Grant's Oompa Loompa in a new trailer for Wonka. Bumpa, lumpa, dumpa, diddy. I'm not in premium, they call of me. Good night, sir. I am going flat. Huh. What is it? Nothing. Well, it's obviously something because you said, huh. Forget it. Very well. Huh. Oh, you did it again. Tell me what it is or I shall poke you quite viciously with a cocktail stick. <laughs> Wonka hits theaters December 15th. Jennifer Aniston and John Hamm really let go during a <laughs> scene in the morning show, according to their director. Internet compliments abound for Jen's physique. And speaking of physiques, Lenny Kravitz spends a significant amount of time in the buff in his new video, TK421. And Eddie Murphy has a new Christmas movie coming to Prime called Candy Cane Lane. I need your breakfast amount of reindeer. What? Why are you like this? Thank you so much, baby. Is Reba ready to marry her boyfriend? That would be up to him. I've Oops. been married twice. He's never been married, so if he wants to, that's totally up to him. And that's The Daily Dust. I'm Audra Kane for KFMO. Unico Bank in Park Hills is one of 16 locations providing quality service to you. Offering internet and mobile banking, checking, debit cards, and so much more. Unico Bank is the choice for personal and commercial services. Visit Unico Bank in Park Hills today or online at unicobank.com. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Unico Bank in Park Hills, member FDIC. Banking with people like you. Unico Bank. This is the start from KFMO, and it's time to start something. And you know what it's going to be? Well, it's our monthly report from the Hope for Autism group, and we have Jessica Grunwald on the phone lines. She's with Hope for Autism and, of course, the Dress to Impress retail manager for the shop downtown Farmington. Good morning, Jessica. How are you today? 
Good morning. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great that you're here. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you because your group has such a great impact on the area for so many people. And we're going to kind of take a look at that impact this morning a bit as we uh, check with you on the Inspiration on the Runway program you had recently and also the Blues, Brews, and Barbecue. You were there, too, uh, with the group. How did those two events turn out for what uh, you're trying to do? Sure. Um, Our Inspiration on the Runway, I believe it was our fifth annual, and that is a time of celebrating all that God and our communities have done uh, through Hope for Autism. So it was a fun evening of shopping, of dining, hearing impact stories, and a fashion show that included clothing from our store, and which also um, starred our interns, clients, customers, donors, shoppers. It turned out to be a wonderful event. And um, if you're interested in being a part of that for next year, it will be in September. Not sure of the date yet, um, but reach out to us at Dress to Impress on Facebook or uh, Visions of Hope or visit us at the store uh, downtown. Yeah, it's a, it's a great program that you have there. And I like the fact that it connects people in the community with people in your program, especially for those that maybe don't really know everything about your program and what it does. It just makes for a real good combination. Absolutely. We love to showcase um, all the different programs that we have with Hope for Autism and be able to educate and share, you know, everything that we do. It's just amazing how the people come together and just make it a wonderful celebration. So let's talk about Blues, Brews, and Barbecues. What was Hope for Autism doing at the event? Sure, we had a car show, and so this year uh, we teamed up with Mo Dubs, and we had a VW car show. So they were all VWs, and we had almost 60 entries, which is amazing uh, for that little space that we have. And um, they they just came out in droves and so excited to support us. And uh, so we are going to work with Mo Dubs going forward and have a VW car show every year at the Blues, Brews, and Barbecue event. So if you have anybody in your family or friends that uh, love VWs, definitely tell them about it. It will be uh, whenever Blues, Brews, and Barbecue is. Again, they haven't determined the date, but it's usually around the third Saturday for us, that car show in September. You know, that's amazing that you had 60. uh, Was it 60 or over 60, did you say? Uh, Right under 60. <laughs> right under 60. Oh, right around 60, anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. I didn't know there were that many VWs. Like, you know, what you saw there, you saw the, uh, I guess, mostly the older ones, and just a beautiful thing. I'd seen a picture of it. So, uh, yeah, that was fantastic. Um, so the blues, brews, barbecues, and all of that stuff was uh, good for you. Now, um, there's another item we wanted to talk about, and that's the uh, Thanksgiving Classic that's uh, coming up at Mac with Chris Morrison. He always brings this out, and uh, that's a really great time, too. Yes, we're so excited. We're sad that our coach, Streggy, is not with us anymore, but on to bigger and better things. But the new coach is amazing and is excited about continuing uh, this program, the Thanksgiving Classic. Uh, it is the weekend of Thanksgiving, and so we, they invite uh, both men's and women's teams, so there'll be four teams um, for women, four teams from the men, and we get to um, love on them and share our uh, organization and what of our, our mission is, and so they get to play basketball for a bigger cause on that weekend, and it's a lot of fun, and um, I think it's $5 at the door, 
and there are opportunities for sponsorships and uh, ways to get involved. If anybody's interested in that, they can reach out to us at hopeforautism.org or Dress to Impress or Visions of Hope or come by the store. But um, it's always a great event, and it's really just a community-minded event. And um, we'll have our mascot, Bentley the Bull, there, and uh, maybe some other surprises, too. But um, it's a lot of fun. Sounds great. And I've I've reported on that thing for years, and I know that it really is a wonderfully involved program. Uh, Jessica, if somebody wants to uh, check out your programs or become involved somehow, what's the best way to contact you? Absolutely. Well, you could research all of them and see all of them at one place at hope, the number four, autism.org. Um, you can always come by the store downtown Farmington at Dress to Impress, or you can follow us on, we have Visions of Hope Facebook, Dress to Impress, or Autos for Autism as well. Great. Jessica, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. All right. We'll talk to you next month. That's Jessica Grunwald. Now, she is uh, a co-founder of Hope for Autism locally and the retail manager of Dress to Impress in downtown Farmington with their monthly report on KFMO. We'll have CBS News in just a moment. Have an automotive issue? Let the experts take care of it for you. Wade's Auto Service is a full-service shop serving the Farmington area since 2015. Wade's Auto Service in Farmington is locally owned and operated, and because they want to be your first choice for all of your auto service and repair needs, they warranty all of their work with a two-year, 24,000-mile part and labor warranty. They stand behind their work. To schedule an appointment, simply give them a call, 573-664-1302. Need help building your dream home? Then call Potosi Lumber on Highway 21 in Potosi at 573-438-6161. Potosi Lumber has free computer estimates and complete building packages with decks, windows, and doors. They also offer complete decking with vinyl and aluminum railing. For all of your building and remodeling needs, visit Potosi Lumber on Highway 21 in Potosi or call them today at 573-438-6161. That's 573-438-6161. DeClue Family Funeral Home, serving families in and around Washington County since the 1930s. We care because every life has a story. We can help with traditional funerals, cremations, natural choices such as green burials and green cremations, and prearranged funeral plans. Located in Potosi at 301 East High Street, or you can call 438-2105. DeClue Family Funeral Home, committed to serving its families with love, compassion, and dignity. At DeClue Family Funeral Home, we care because every life has a story. Whether you're in pursuit of a transferable degree or need training to jumpstart a great career, your future starts at Mineral Area College. Max tuition is affordable, substantially less than a university, and we're close to home with locations in Park Hills, Fredericktown, Potosi, and Perryville. Interested in online classes? We offer those too. We've been creating student success stories since 1922. There's no better time to start yours. Apply online at mineralarea.edu. You'll want to stay with us for CBS Worldwide News coming up in just a moment here at KFMO. We appreciate everyone being with us today. Thank you all so much for just being right alongside. And again, CBS News is only seconds away. So it's Friday, October the 13th. Don't forget about that big new event with the Fredericktown Lions Club at the Rodeo Grounds just north of Fredericktown on Highway 00. It's tomorrow night. And you can find out a lot more at their Facebook page for the Fredericktown Lions Club or the Chamber for Madison County Chamber. Um, Let's see. It's bulls, barrels, and bands, and it's going to be so much fun. 
So check it out. A lot of great music and a lot of rodeo action at the Fredericktown Lions Club Rodeo Grounds tomorrow night near Fredericktown. And next, CBS Worldwide News. It's 9 o'clock from KFMO.